brother. Hey, brother. How are Hi, you? Hi, brother. How are you? I'm alive. <laughs> yeah, it's been a rough little weekend, hasn't has it not? Uh, yeah, week week and a weekend and a half. Boom. Yeah. Wow. Uh, on Wednesday, the funny thing was, uh, it came on so strangely. Yeah. Uh, I I re- I didn't realize I was ill for for a while. Um, I. I just thought that I had overdone it in the gym, maybe. But I, I kept sitting down to, like, I'd get done with work, and I'd be, or I'd get done with uh, exercise, and I'd be eating, and I'd sit down to work, and I just, like, it was everything I could do to focus and concentrate on anything. I was like, wow, what is going on with me? I, I, start, I was hating everything. <laughs> I hate this. I hate working. Oh. <laughs> I can't, all I want to do is lie down. <laughs> right. What's wrong with me? And then by that by Wednesday night, I was like, had chills. Uh, I was like, oh, oh, wow! I'm, I'm sick. That's so weird. The the good news was that I no throwing up, no no, no diarrhea. Oh, good. Like that, which was odd because plenty like and not even like the nausea wasn't even that bad unless I was thinking about food. Right. If I thought about food or I saw food. Sometimes when I still open the fridge, I go, ugh. Yeah. But um, that would make me want, want to barf, but uh, didn't. But the, but the body aches and chills, man, that lasted for, like, almost three days. Ooh. <laughs> I've... It was rough. I've been there. I've, I've been there. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Only thing worse I've experienced was getting sick in Mexico, where I was truly out of my mind. Um, that was that was worse, but this was not not fun. Yeah. Um, and for someone who eats as much as I do, when I when I'm doing that thing, going from eating a lot to eating nothing, is actually kind of in, in one way it's kind of awesome. <laughs> it's like oh, <laughs> don't have to think about eating, and I don't have to care about eating. Right. On the other hand, it's I think it's, it's kind of a shock to the body. Right. Uh, one thing that I've like I'm starting to eat more now and like just kind of I'm taking it really slow and getting back into it but uh, my body's still tired and and doesn't want to do a whole lot but I'm surprised to say that I the one thing that I I feel like I'm going to have a really hard time getting back doing is eating meat whoa yeah and and for those of you who don't know, if, if you're ever doing a fitness thing when you're when you're bulking, you eat a lot of animal protein, and or you can. One one way to do it is to eat a lot of animal protein, and the and the reasons that you do that is number one, animal protein is calorically very dense. It's also the most bioavailable kind of protein there is. Um, so. Uh, that those are both big pluses, and they also eating more protein can burn more fat. Uh, it's there's lots of stuff sure. reasons why to do it, but you know me, like I, I've I've been back and forth in my life. Of, uh, I've been a vegetarian at times. I've been an omnivore at times, and uh, I uh, I've always really enjoyed both. And but I've never known as much about food as I know now, which I still. <laughs> There's, you could fill a library with what I don't know, but yeah, I, I think I must have eaten something that was that was. There must have been something in one of the meats I was eating that made me sick. 
because when I think about that, I truly gag. It's just like a body reaction. Yeah. Now, ethic- ethically, like eating six pounds <laughs> plus of meat a week, that has always been difficult for me. I know, that's really? disgusting. <laughs> I mean, it's physically difficult. It's actually not that difficult. You can do it. Okay. But it's like, but ethically, that's all. That's not never been something that I loved doing. It was always a means to an end. Right. Right. And in my general kind of frame of thought was, when I reach the goal that I want to reach, I'll reevaluate, you know, what I'm taking in. Uh, but I want to get to where I want to go as fast as I can. Right? Of course. Yeah. And and I, I don't. I, I think the only I'm not I'm not going to call myself a vegetarian now. I don't know if I ever will again. If anything, I know that I don't. Uh, I'm willing, other than eating cows and, and pigs, which I, I don't think I'll ever eat cows or pigs again. It just makes me too sad. Yeah. But out, outside of that, I don't. I can't say that I wouldn't eat chicken again or fish again. I, but viscerally, like from a vomitrocious standpoint, <laughs> right. it, it's, it's just so hard to imagine. But it, I think this also kind of crossed a line for me. It, it gave me an opportunity to say, okay, maybe this is the time to reset and say, ethically, this has been something that I've been uncomfortable with for a while. Maybe now's the, the time to just embrace that and go, you know what, I'm going to eat as much plant-based protein as I can and reevaluate and re-figure out all my macros and how I go about this, restructure everything in a way that makes me feel better right. about my contribution and just the, the selfishness. Because I, I do love animals. I also, you know, you hear every day how, like, we're basically, we're beyond the, the breaking point. There, there's no the turning point for the environment. Um, and, you know, if, if eating less animals is one thing I can do to, to help the cause, then that, that's something that brings me a little bit of happiness. Sure. Anyway, I just, but that's just been on my mind. It's been interesting. And uh, I don't, like I said, I don't think I'll, I'll call myself a vegetarian um, and definitely not a vegan uh, because I love eggs too much. And cheese. I don't eat a lot of cheese, but cheese is a GD miracle. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and I, I get why people, for ethical reasons, don't eat eggs or cheese too. But, but that's my that's my thing. It's the it, that seems like the comfortable way forward. Um, so that's that that's that's my new beginning. That's where I've been the past half week. While I've been literally lying on my back. I mean, I couldn't move mm-hmm. for a couple of days. But I did one thing that brought me great joy, <laughs> which was I caught up on the first season of Veronica Mars. Oh, yes. I'm so glad that you have finally watched Veronica Mars. I, I, you know, I don't know why I avoided it for so long. You've been telling me to, to watch it, and um, it, it, and I don't know if you, if you knew this, that it would do this, or if you just thought I would like it, but it, it really checks a lot of boxes for me. Uh, I like mysteries. Yeah. Uh, I like, uh, I like teen, I don't want to say teen dramas cause I definitely don't watch teen dramas, but like movies like scream are huge for me yes. in my, uh, cultural 
backdrop. So it's, and it's, I wouldn't compare Veronica Mars. I'm not comparing it to Scream, but it, it falls. It like it, it scratches a little bit of that itch. Um, you generally like happier. You generally like happier st- more stories. Upbeat. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it <coughs> falls firmly, probably most importantly, into the the Buffy nostalgia. Right. Um, which is a void in all of our hearts, right? And of course. And always will be. Yeah. God damn you, Joss Whedon. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Do something with your life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so I totally fell in love with it. Yeah. Had started to have some of the same feelings um, that you have about the Buffyverse of like, like you, you love every part of the Buffyverse, right? Like you don't just love Buffy. I mean, you probably love Buffy the least, to be honest, but um, Summerdale, like you, you want to go back to that place, mm-hmm. right? It's not mm-hmm. just the people who are there, but you, you yeah, so you want to be there with Xander and Willow, but you, you, it's like you, you, it's a real place. And so Neptune became a real place, and these Very people much. became real people. Absolutely. And I got immersed in it, for sure. Uh, just finished the f- last episode this morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So now, spoiler alert, I know who done it. And I got to say, I, I was surprised that I didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. It's, it's probably been a while since you've seen season one. I don't know how much you remember about it. But it, it has been a little bit. It's been a little time, but uh, I, I, yeah, I remember. Yeah, so uh, I, guess, I guess we will just go to spoiler town. If you haven't seen Veronica Mars season one, stop listening. Stop it. Um, so, Harry Hamlin, yeah, uh, who I didn't know was going to be on the show, his uh, the woman who plays his wife, uh, Lisa Rinna, mm-hmm. is his real life wife. Oh, and which is just an interesting side note. Piece. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even though she did, <laughs> she died a while back. She killed her, threw herself off a bridge. Yikes! Right. That that was kind of gruesome. Like <laughs> they found this kid. Uh, when when Logan, their son, is uh, gra- trying, doesn't believe that she's dead. She's just tried to hide because he's kind of a, a, a bastard. Um, cheats on her, beats him. Uh, so Logan goes to Veronica for help, and then they end up finding this videotape uh, where these guys making a kind of a home movie f- accidentally film his Logan's mom jumping off a bridge in the background. It's like, wow, they they showed that. Okay. Anyway, so when when they revealed it, I was like, oh, of course it's him. Of course it's him. But I didn't see it coming, which I thought was really great. Yeah. I'm also the kind of person who doesn't, I don't try to guess it too much. I like to let it happen to me. (laughs) Right. And, you know, they, they do do a pretty good job of kind of twisting and turning and making people suspicious it, because it's going to have it's going to have that little bit of you know teen drama uh, melodrama uh, yeah. built in to that I mean you've got you've got Logan hot and cold you've got mm-hmm. you know the, I'm so I'm so happy that you're I'm so happy that you're enjoying this because it's it's very special to me and Unlike Buffy, it's true. Buffy was not my favorite character. Veronica is just—I mean, I—I I will never not have a crush on Kristen Bell for the rest she's of my the best. life. I, I mean, I mean, she's the best. She's just so great. She's truly, she's America's sweetheart. Sorry to interrupt. You know, she, she's yeah. America's <laughs> like she's she's the best. She's my vote for America's number one sweetheart. Like 
bye-bye Meg Ryan. Sorry, you were great, but uh, you're not cuter and cooler than Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. No, not American. You, you are you are cooler than Kristen Stewart. <laughs> Kristen Bell. Uh, and I, who are you know whoever whoever the other sweethearts are? She's yeah. just the best she because is. she's so funny. Yeah. She's so funny, and her chemistry with um, Enrico Colatoni is that right? Yes. Um, dad. Her dad. Is, her dad um, is so great. Oh my god! So th- that's the thing about Veronica Mars is you can tell. So I can't promise that the second season and the third season and then the movie are perfect. I, I can't say that they, uh, you know, th- you, but you're in now, so you can't stop, and you're going to go to the end. Trust me. And fourth season is phenomenal. The fourth season, the new one is is just just as tight as season one for me, but. You're gonna love season two and three. There, there, there are elements of it that are that are great about every single one, but that's the main thing that you learn about. The, this really was these actors' favorite job ever. It's I've said this before. It's their Firefly. It's their you know she is she is vowed to always come back to Veronica Mars if if the possibility happens. Oh, really? I mean they. They had this, I mean, to make the movie, which was a number of years later, they had a, a massive Kickstarter. It was basically funded by fans. And and then, yeah, she's she loves Veronica Mars. She loves the people in the cast. And you can just feel, you can just feel it. You can tell that the actors yeah. are in love with each other and they're in love with Having the show. Having an amazing time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... I, I, yeah, you do feel it. I love, there's, I can't, there's nobody that I don't love. Wallace. Right. Love him. Yep. The guy, uh, what's his name? The guy who plays the, kind of the biker. Yeah. <laughs> the biker gang uh, leader. Weevil. 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 Yeah. Everybody. Everybody's yeah. so great. Um, and it, you know, I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I owe you an apology for waiting so long. No. No. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it, it definitely... Oh, is, is there going to be uh, season five, or is it? Are they saying season four is the end? I, I don't, I don't know. I think that it was a hit, and I think that there is, I think there's a very She's good done chance. Done a good place, right? I, I think there's a very good chance for season five, but I don't think there's been any official word yet. Okay. Uh, but well. And, and Fingers crossed. Yeah, for sure. And, and don't you know? Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad about not watching it. I, our friend, our friend Nick, our friend Nick Doyle, kind of begged me to watch it for years and years before I did too. So I get it. I get it. It's, it. You just don't think. You just. I don't know. There's something about it that, on paper, you you don't think that you're going to be in the mood for. But then, man, you, it, you get into it, and it's so snappy and. And quick and funny and you know there's the stakes are so high instantly it's just yeah it's good stuff it definitely I think I immediately started googling uh, Veronica Mars Buffy uh, like fan fiction <laughs> <laughs> because I know it exists right and I didn't I didn't actually I didn't I didn't actually go as far as to find any and and, and start reading I, I've never read fan fiction yeah just because I've always been, I think it can be quite good if you know where you're looking. Sure. I've never known where to look. I know people who um, are are connoisseurs. Our, our good friend Taylor Blumenberg loves fan fiction, and I think she even told me a spot to like where she goes to find quality. Right. 
fanfic, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm ready to go that deep, but it did, it did cross my mind, like, someone's got to make a Veronica Mars, Buffy crossover comic. For sure. The guy, um, yeah. The, the Buffy comics have always been beautiful. There's not a Veronica Mars comic. It doesn't necessarily lend itself to comics, the there, comic medium, as much. But Rob Thomas, but however... No, that's not necessarily true. Rob, Rob Thomas actually did write a couple of books, maybe even three, in between the movie or while the movie or before and then this season four. And they're great. I read those. They're really great. Yeah, he's a great writer. I mean, it's... Uh, it, it, I don't... I think it is canon, sort of, but it's... It, it kind of is the season four Veronica. I think age-wise and just her... So maybe it was after the movie. I, I'd have to check on that. But the books are okay. great, too. Yeah, fun. Fun little novels. Short little mystery novels, you know. And this is Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20. Yes. Match, yes. Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20. Yeah. I didn't know he was so multi-talented. Well, uh, it's 3 no, a.m. Yeah. <clears throat> no, it's not. It's 3 a.m. in Neptune, California. Uh, <laughs> the... <laughs> I did, I, did, I did do a little research, and it turns out that Rob Thomas uh, and Joss Whedon are, are mutual admirers. Oh, I'm sure. Of one another. Yeah. Um, so let's make it happen. I, was, I think I found uh, an article that was just talking about how Buffy's influence continues to um, just infuse television. It's really kind of crazy how it changed. It really changed TV forever. Yeah, and that people didn't juxtapose in television anyway, true, truly comedic moments with truly either horrific or dramatic. Drama- emotion, emotion, deep emotion, emotion. Yeah, sorry, high emotion, emotional <clears throat> moments. Yeah. But they just didn't do that, which is so. I mean, I I remember Twin Peaks doing that, but but it, but it, you can't really compare. And, and it certainly changed TV forever as well. But it was also we- so weird and yeah. trippy. And, um, David Lynch is just his own thing. Um, but anyway, long live Buffy. Yeah. Amen. I, I don't know where they're standing on. There's been talk of reboots. There's been talk of uh, yeah. there's a new Buffy. There's a, you know, so we'll, I'm, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, let me look. I, I did I'm read sure something we'll about this recently. Talk about uh, this. Yeah. Uh, there, there was something in the news just recently. Reboot air date. Well, that doesn't look like it. Uh, okay. There's a showrunner announced. Okay. Uh, it says, Buffy the Vampire Slayer reboot showrunner clarifies it's not a reboot. Um, Monica Owusu-Breen, a hyphenated last name, tweeted reassurances imply it's a 20 years later sequel Series with a quote a new Slayer. Okay. Interesting. That 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 is definitely a more interesting premise than going back to the beginning and trying to recreate that magic because yeah. forget it. I mean, you might, let's re, let's recreate the Matrix. Whoops, <laughs> Matrix Four is coming out. <laughs> Although that's a continuation too. That's not going to be a reboot. Oh, you're serious? Matrix Four is coming. Oh, I'm out. serious. Okay. Yeah. Wow. With, strangely, with uh, um, Carrie Ann and Keanu. Uh-huh. Both, spoiler alert, <laughs> who died in the final Matrix. Yeah. 
uh, or the third, I should say, since this new one will be the final or the next, um, but only directed by Lana Wachowski, uh, uh-huh. not not the Wachowskis plural. Interesting. So I don't I don't know if if uh, Lily uh, will be involved in some creative capacity. Okay. Not, but, uh, well, I watched yeah. something interesting this past week or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, I, it, it, I might have mentioned it. It's a, it is a French horror television season called Marianne. Marianne. Yeah, I think I saw your wife um, posting about it. Yes. Yeah, she was sad. Yes. So it is. It is uneven. It's definitely uneven, and we were we were sad about some of the directions that that Marianne went. But I will say this, there are, there are, I, I feel like it's worth watching because, because there are moments of, of genuine fright and horror that okay. I have not experienced in a while. Uh, I, I, it, there is little to no CGI and it's just really creepy ass actors, uh, scaring you and then you know nice nice uh you know old school turn the camera away you know before you don't actually see the horrific thing therefore Mm -hmm. you you your imagination imagination. is so much scarier so much more always horrific always yeah 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 totally uh yeah it does it does not it's not perfect it goes in it goes into a place that uh, at moments where you're like what oh what but she sounded Lindsay sounded way more down about it than than you do you seem like it was just kind of uneven but she was like by the end i hated it oh well maybe she did i i i didn't i don't think i hated it because because i because i i want to champion that style of horror film. I want yeah. to, I want to, when I'm trying to explain how there actually is a, a, a place in this world now, and I'm speaking as a convert. You, you were the one who was the horror buff in, in our family. I, I never, never watched horror films, but, but that is my wife's go-to, uh, uh, Genre and I at first I kind of fought it, you know, because I I don't think I'll ever be a fan of Freddy or Jason or uh, those are very hard. But then, you know, well, there's they're not very good movies. They're not very good movies, right? They're they're not great movies, and I but I understand their appeal. I understand why Halloween is a classic. I get it. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. still don't think it's a good movie, but neither is Star Wars. If you take them out, they're not good oh, yeah. movies, right. but they changed. But but this thing is changing. This genre itself is changing. It is... There, there are people who now choose to make horror films, and they do it in such an artful, clever, careful, scary way that... When I, you know, when we first started dating, I said, oh, yeah, so that was good for a horror film. And now we're seeing films that are good, period, for films. And that's really exciting to me. You're you're so much more well-versed than I am. I mean, number one, uh, Elise doesn't really care for horror. Yeah. Um, Thrillers 
all day long horror, just not her thing. Um, but I've actually been less excited, less jazzed to see the latest horror movie <clears throat> um, in, in, in a while. I don't, I don't run out anymore the way that I would. Right. Um, and like you pointed out earlier, I like things that, I like my horror with a sense of fun with it. Not, not all the time. I mean, there, you know, it, it's, it's rare that there, historically, where there have been horror movies that were also just great films. I mean, the Exorcist is, I think, will always be the best of the best. Right. Where it's, it's true, it's, it stands up against any m- movie, not, you know, not just as a genre movie, but just as a fantastically made film. So I don't know. A lot of this new stuff that you guys are seeing, every now and then I'll take a chance. Like a couple of years ago, I went on uh, Netflix and, and found some directors I'd never heard of. I watched um, a, some sleepy ghost stories. One was called The Innkeepers. I think he, the same director also did... Oh, God, it's, it's kind of it's set in the 80s. It looks like it was filmed in the 80s, but it's like the devil, something about the House of the Devil, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that guy. And like, right. they, were, they, they weren't mind-blowing, but they were really solid and fun. The most impactful thing that I've seen uh, was definitely the, the Netflix haunting of Hill House. Yeah. But, but I think something that has changed for me with horror is that it's... In he, is that it, the horror part? Unless it's fun, unless the, like it's straight up like scream. Let's say like can't almost can't be absurd teen slasher film, yeah. right? Horror nowadays is more serious, and the horrific nature of it is actually quite sad. And as you know, I don't like things that are sad. Okay, okay, <laughs> but but it, the interesting thing about your saying that is that. I know that you guys are obsessed with true crime stories. And they, actually, well, that's it, nothing is sadder. That up. Nothing is sadder to me than that. I can't. I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because it, it, it became that became kind of. I, I, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, and even you know Elise, like her, her kind of very favorite uh, mindless TV to watch is uh, Law and Order SVU, mm-hmm. which uh, for you know it's. It is what it is. It's a procedural, you know, cop show. Yeah. But it is dark. Really it dark. It is dark as hell. I can't watch it anymore. It's just too depressing. But I can't, I can't watch, I can't listen to, like, my favorite murder, even though they're very funny. And they talk openly about how, like, talking, you know, investigating all these murders on their own podcast has messed them up. Like, it's been <laughs> difficult for them to deal with. Right. Um emotionally like I, I found that it was not enjoyable anymore because you realize you really are just listening to people's truly sad horrible stories it's something that's been fresh on my mind because we we tried to watch it and we might have talked about this in the last podcast yeah. but uh, we, we were going to watch it chapter one and then the next day go see it chapter two and in the first 15 to 20 minutes it was like oh god this is sad this is sad and kind of nothing it's not going to get any better, really. I mean, there's, some, there's definitely some funny bits. And I've heard that It Chapter 2 is actually quite funny. But I don't know. I was so averse. I was like, that's not the horror that I respond to. I love things like, I, lo- I still love suspense. I still love, you know, 
sci-fi, maybe if, if it's truly fantastical, then maybe that kind of relieves the sadness mm-hmm. pressure valve. Like if it's alien or if it's the thing, then it's it's out of this world. That's that's great. If it's I know what you did last summer or Scream, then you know it's it's filling that kind of ridiculous fun zone. But there's something. Even with the you know like the continuation of the Halloween series, which people seem to be mostly positive about, you know, there's two more movies they're making, right? Yep. <laughs> um, and I liked. I finally saw it. Uh, okay. And, and Halloween, the original, is always going to be one of. Not, it's going to live in my have a space in my heart, mostly just because that Friday the Thirteenth, all those classics, when you watch them at the right age with your friends it's a thing of course right? Star Wars is the same way right. like if you you know Lindsay watched Star Wars as an adult she's like I don't get it right. well why would you like it's not actually good yeah. but if, when you see that when you're six years old forget it your mind, yeah. your, your mind is blunt there's still there's a sadness like they go for the sadness in this in the remake of, or the continuation of Halloween they go for uh, 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 what's her name uh, Laurie Strode is now a grandmother and she's led the saddest life ever you know she had one horrible horrible night yeah it's depressing uh, when she was a teenager and then she's led the rest of her life it's actually kind of not great writing as well like Uh, yeah if she had been repeatedly like if, if they if they had acknowledged some of the sequels Say if they acknowledged one, two, and H two O, then I would kind of get her hundred percent hermit level. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to live on a compound and create a fortress. But <laughs> if I'm a teenager and I got attacked, like why she's convinced that Michael's coming back? There's not a lot of like. There's no evidence to that Michael would ever come back. No. So it's not the best writing, but um, but it's still very sad that she did that. And that I don't get off on that. Sure. I don't get off on that sadness. So I'm I'm not super stoked about um, these new sequels. We'll see. They're, they don't. I guess just fun horror isn't as in in vogue anymore. Currently, no, it's um, not. It's not. And 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 the man who brought it to us is gone. You know, Wes Craven's gone. So. Uh, who's going to fill the shoes? I have no idea. Uh, the, the person who's doing Happy Death Day, that guy, the person who's doing... Oh, is that um, Max Landon? Oh, it is, isn't it? Is that... Um, I think it might that's be. W- Landis. Da- yeah, Land- yeah uh, le- right. <laughs> not Michael Landon's son. <laughs> right, not Michael Landon. <laughs> um, and Max Landis is the son of a very famous horror uh, director, yes, right, right. Uh, John Landis, yes. And those are fun. They have no, a. Actually, I'm just. I don't know that he did do it. Oh, let me because I just Wikipedia'd this, and it did not come up in his wiki. So let's find out who the hell did Happy Death Day. It's not you know, um, again not perfect. The se- we saw the sequel, and it wasn't it wasn't quite as good as the first one, but fun, you know. Uh, it was. Happy Death Day was fun. Christopher Landon, by the way. Oh. How weird is that? <laughs> my brain no. was trying was going for it. Wow. So and that's my, and that's Michael Landon's son. Is it really? No, I don't know. Maybe. Well, his, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it says Michael Landon Jr. is his brother. Oh no. 
No way. Uh, what? His, yeah, Michael Landon was his father. No. Yes. Yeah! No. That is weird. That is what? so weird. What? Get out of here. Oh. That's spooky. What? I'm spooked. See, it's, it's a horror. That should be a horror movie. Psychic movie reviews. <laughs> like, completely unnecessary, unuseful psychic movie reviews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weird. Wow. Okay. Weird. Well, there's that. Uh, okay. Yeah. So Get out of here. Well, I'm cheering Michael Landon's son. Wow, that's weird. Okay, great. Uh, and who was in Happy Death Day? Was that Amanda Seyfried? Uh, no. She's, she's someone who... No, she's just very funny. She's a very funny... I don't know her. <laughs> Damn it. She's a funny lady. She's just a funny lady. She's probably related oh, Jessica, to... Jessica Roth? Yes. Original name, Landon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lando Calrissian. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, I guess we've talked about Okay, our... so, there, so there is... There is... There's, it's out there a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's out there. And then there was McGee. I think we talked about this. McGee did yes. uh, The Babysitter, which was... I still think was a hoot. Yep. I don't, I don't seek it out. I don't seek it right. out. Uh, but but if, if when you find the fun ones, let me know, because those are the ones I want. I'll send them on. Are you the okay. one? Uh, let's see. Uh, Titans. Titans. Titans episode two. We we yeah. bashed this this the return of this TV show last yeah. episode, and they d- they didn't make it hard to bash. They, it was it was abysmal, and I think everyone knew it. And I think they were. Yeah. Uh, I, I think everyone knew it because your theory is correct obviously it was a throwaway it was supposed to end the last season we don't know why we don't know why Why? they started the first season with it it was so so dumb so there so you can tell in this in in episode two they're trying to bring it out or start like this is the actual beginning of the episode and it's it was it was okay it was okay it was better it was. It was definitely okay. I, I really would have loved for them to have started the season with this episode. Um, <clears throat> it, having said that, uh, the the first episode would not have been a good ending to the first season. It would have been a horrible, horrible. You know, they would not have stuck the landing no. had they ended it on that on that episode. It would have been uh, shocking and surprising. So maybe this strategy was actually better to hold that back if that if that was it. I don't know if they filmed it, you know, they came back to it or if they filmed it at the time and decided to, you know, just not to release it. But they have a a much they probably had a better chance of keeping me to stick around for episode 2 than if they'd ended on that hmm. <laughs> episode for hmm. to have me come back for season 2. I guess you're right. Cuz I would have been like, "Holy, are you kidding?" <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine like making making that show, having a, a really solid first season of a television show, and then just I don't know they were drunk or they just lost their minds at <laughs> the last and they and they they were sitting in a circle and they were talking about it. Some people were crying and they were like, "What are we gonna do?" And saying that that very <laughs> thing that you just said, like if we put this at the end of of season one, then no one's gonna come back. 
but it's so bad. <laughs> then we're gonna have to start season two with this. You know, they're just like, you know, like they're just stopping and, and <laughs> they have to make the decision. And somebody comes in the room and pitches like, I know what we're gonna do. <laughs> we gotta, yeah. And meanwhile, Dove is still chilling on the porch sofa. <laughs> <laughs> That's still my favorite part. That's still yeah. my favorite part. Go back and rewatch that. She just gets up off the couch <laughs> from a nap, from a nice nap. Um, yeah, I did like. I like this episode better. It was. It still had. It still didn't feel like it was as engaging and as uh, interesting as, uh, as season one. Maybe now I'm more critical. And I'm less forgiving because season one, I came in with a very low expect, expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, and now my expectations are, are raised. And it was it was definitely better. But the I feel like sometimes with child actors, especially in, in you know, second seasons, all of a sudden it's like it's successful. And now they they've got to act more yeah or they've got or they think that they're better actors than they are yeah. and i'm finding raven to be you know self-aware not that gr- right. not that great uh the writing is just so wooden yeah you know it just felt much more natural before and like you know like the, her interactions with with gar are just so it's like with this guy this is just terrible dialogue right it's so it's like it's as if they don't know each other. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. So uh, there's one. There was another. There was a kind of a, a, a dove on the sofa moment uh, in this episode as well, when when the the girl with the patch on her eye, Rose, that's her name, I think right? So. And they reveal who her father is, mm-hmm. right? The, yeah. the episode. Her, so her father is uh, spoilers. Her father is uh, uh, Deathstroke, which I don't know canonically if if Deathstroke had a daughter in the, in the comics or not, don't, doesn't matter. But uh, anyway, she's running around tearing stuff up and uh, jumps through a window, a plate glass window onto a, a corporate board meeting <laughs> table. Right. Yeah, happening Smashes. at like nine o'clock at night. Right. I know, happening <laughs> at nine o'clock at night. So clearly they're up to no good. <laughs> um, and they, everyone just stays seated. <laughs> Imagine sitting in a boardroom and someone smashes in the window. Would you sit in your chair? You would get up and scream like a girl. You would urinate. You would urinate. Yeah, you would definitely (laughs) in your pants. And not only that, not only that, but then at least least the director had the good sense of directing most of the people in the room to... Sit, stay, whatever you do, don't move. But yeah, but but be shocked, except for one guy who's the closest to Rose, just directly to her. You're like, if you're looking at her, he's just off to the left. And he's looking, when she she gets up and leaves the table, he's looking at her like, who's that chick? (laughs) And I'm like, oh man, what is wrong with the director? Why would you let that happen? How do you miss that? I mean, it's just so dumb. It's so they're so still dumb. making dumb mistakes. Yeah. It just it makes it so much less enjoyable. Um, I you know we'll see how it goes if it if it starts to get to to really sink down to uh, Swamp Thing levels, then I may 
may not finish it. We'll see. It's yeah. not there yet. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, you know, neither of us have seen episode three yet. Maybe it's gotten better. I mean, I'll at least stick around until they reveal Nightwing. Sure. Know, a big, big Nightwing fan. So uh, I want to see that. And I, I do really, I like that guy. I've never seen him before. Don't know his name. Sorry, guy. But <laughs> I think he's ter- a terrific Dick Grayson, def- best live action Dick Grayson I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and it'll be exciting for the first time to see him, Dick Grayson, be Nightwing. That's fun. Mm-hmm. As, a, as, a, as a tangent, uh, if you've never read any of the Nightwing comics... I have not. They're, they're quite good. They're quite good. I definitely I recommend starting with the New 52. And there's probably ones earlier than that that are good. But um, New 52 on, it's very good. I uh, and Grayson. There's, a, there's an addendum comic called Grayson where he kind of stops being Nightwing and becomes a secret agent. That's oh. very fun as well. I think that's written by Tom King. Okay. He's very hot right now. Yeah. I, it has been difficult for me to f- uh, figure out where to start in, in that world. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just hard. I, I know that I know that the this DC universe gives you the all the keys to the kingdom, and I know that coming up we've got books by Matt Fraction, we've got you know books by Brian, uh, Bendis. But I, mm-hmm. it, until then, I guess there's so much that isn't good. I mean, same with Marvel, but it's there's so much in there that that is just not. It's just not like I'll start reading it and go. Uh, well, I can't. I just I'm I'm never ca- yeah. captivated enough. So it's it's different, and the app isn't great either. So it's kind of not as easy to use. It's, but it's yeah. it's yeah yeah. So I need I need some very concrete, specific suggestions. Like our you know apparently yeah. we need to watch we need to read Jimmy Olsen. Apparently the the Matt Fraction yes. coming up. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll give I'll give Nightwing a, a try. Um, I I just kind of decided to to start with the new fifty two. Okay, <clears throat> and and I didn't even really and and kind of specifically the Bat family okay. universe of the new fifty two. I, I haven't really. Superman's always been boring to me. Flash don't really care. I, I tried it. I tried to read Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman actually I, I'll probably go back to because it it was pretty well written and uh, drawn by one of my favorite artist Cliff Chang, who also did uh, Paper Girls. Um, uh, right. So that he's really amazing. But but I you know I, I don't know my most of my DC interest is in Batman and the Bat people. Uh, <laughs> so I just decided that's where I was going to start at New Fifty Two. I knew that was one of the couple of reboots that they had done, and so I, I, I figured I'd just start there. And I think that the people, the writers to look out for, Scott Snyder, who, who did handle Batman. If, if you're going to go down the Batman lane, then you, you really need to read Batman, probably Detective Comics, because it, there's a lot of cross-storytelling. Okay. Nightwing and Batgirl. Batgirl's very good. And, uh, and that's... Batgirl was written by Gail Simone, who is... Uh, you've you've definitely read some of her books in Marvel. She's she's one of the best. Okay. So yeah, if you just stick it in the Nightwing and Grayson, uh, and I think Grayson was one of the is where Tom King starts to kind of come out, um, and then he t- ends up taking over Batman. Tom, I don't know if you know he he wrote uh, the Visions, which is one of the right. best comics. That's one of the best ever. comics. Wow. 
yeah, that guy is something else. So that's what I did. Okay. And and it's been it's been fun so far. And there's definitely a lot to it. It's re- it's been I've loved having this app. It's been really interesting to to see how tonally their comics are really truly are different than Marvel. Right. Um, both in how the even though you know they they don't have exclusive. Sometimes writers will write for both um, companies, so it's not like. Um, you know, it's it's ex- totally exclusive, but but the voices really are different, and the art the art is very clearly DC has uh, a vision of how you know what their books look like, and um, it's been fun to kind of examine all that. That's neat. That's my recommendation. Okay. Start there. Okay, I can do that. Yeah, um, I will say uh, there is a run in the in the Scott Snyder Batman New Fifty Two uh, called. I think it's called Death of the Family, and it is truly one of the scariest stories I've read, kind of of any kind, but definitely in comics. I was genuinely, genuinely scared. Okay, by it. it was creepy as hell. <laughs> so um, it's worth it, even just for that. Okay. Yeah, I'll dive in. I'll dive in. <clears throat> I'm afraid. All right. So Lindsay has has been helping a, an amazing organization called Chicago Humanities Festival. She's been sort of doing work there, some interning there for the last few weeks, and and uh, they just fairly recently announced that George R. R. Martin is coming to speak. Wow! And cool. It, it is very cool. I'm very excited, and they've they've had a really fun time. I, I mean, I think there's some things I can't actually tell because it's it's part of it but he's very theatrical apparently he's a very theatrical gentleman and he's gonna have oh. he's gonna have a little chamber quartet <laughs> what yeah he's gonna have like a i don't know i don't know what they're well, he going wrote to do that music didn't he he wrote at least he wrote that melody oh he did so surely they oh. yeah well yeah here's the thing though george r r, r. martin is a fantastic writer have i said that before yeah. i really he is I mean, he's famous for it. Well, he's a fam- he's famous. For writing. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's actually written a number of books. Did you know that he wrote? True. <laughs> he wrote some books. No, but he he gets a lot of comparisons to Tolkien, and and I really see it. But I also really feel that he is, you know, he's just it's just clear as a bell, man. It's just clear as a bell. And, and I realized, yeah. wow, I've 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 read a number of his books, not just the. Uh, yeah, you know the Game of Thrones one. I feel like we talked about this, but I am, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. We're going to it's going to be captioned. Well, we've never talked about it on the show. We might not have talked about it on the um, show. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I've never read <clears throat> any of the 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 Song of Ice and Fire. Is that what they're really called? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never read any any of the books. Uh, I have I listened to Wild Cards. Um, oh. on on audiobook, which he actually edited. Yes. I think he wrote one of the stories, uh-huh. but he he did not write them all. Right. Um, but so my only r- real awareness of how the qu- level of quality of his writing was w- the season that Game of Thrones <laughs> was clearly no longer written by him. <laughs> yes, it was immediately like oh oh yes okay <laughs> yep. So that was my only experience see, uh, imagining, and I've heard, I've heard everyone said that the books are so well written, um, 
and I haven't, I haven't, I, I'm just knowing how massive uh, an undertaking reading those books are. I, I haven't dived into that, but uh, it, I mean, someday I, I'm sure I, I ought to do that. I, I, if I were you, if I was in Chicago, I would definitely go see him speak regardless. I'm sure it's got to be fun. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Apparently he's, he's such a cool guy. He's like, I don't, I don't, he doesn't, he doesn't really, I don't think he just does autographs. I think he, you know, I think he loves his fans, but I don't think he really, that's not a part of what he does, but he really, he specifically wanted to have pizza with the staff of CHF, which is really cool, Aww. which is cool. Uh, but yeah, you know, his writing is clear as a bell. And I know that, you know, the people that are f- afraid of Song and uh, Ice and Fire, you know, they just imagine all of the characters. And there are probably close to twice as many not maybe not that many, but a, a good number of of extra characters in the books. You know, different things happen. Somehow, yeah. though, and it, somehow he manages to make it just clear as a bell. And I, I don't know how. He's just very masterful. Uh, I read something. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Uh, Fever dream. Fever dream. A uh, fantastic little book, like a one-off book that he wrote. Uh, he's just skilled. He's got the skills, man. So I'm, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to, to, um, yeah, see what he's gonna say. <laughs> Try and party with him. Yeah, see if I can have some pizza with him. Maybe. <clears throat> have a pizza party. Have a pizza go party. to. You guys should go to Showbiz. <laughs> <laughs> Not Chuck E. Cheese. That Chuck E. Cheese sucks. I think they only have Chuck E. Cheese up here. Well, I hate that. Yeah. I think they only have Chuck E. Cheese anywhere. I don't think showbiz exists. Oh. Probably a lot of people, if, well, a lot of people meaning if one person listens to this, <laughs> there's, a, there's a 50-50 chance that they've even heard of showbiz pizza. They, um, yeah. yeah. They've turned showbiz pizza uh, into a, to a, horror, a horror game. Five, oh, five Nights at Freddy's. That's, yeah. See, Five Nights at Freddy's? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Wait, what? You're, you're serious? I'm serious. I'm in. Yeah. I would totally do that. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a horror uh, game show. I mean, game, video game, yeah. Oh, wait, you're talking about a video game? I'm talking about a video game, Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying that, like, someone had taken a showbiz pizza and turned it into, uh, like, a haunted house. Because that sounds like an amazing idea. They might have done that, too. That is a great idea. Ooh. But then, but then, like... Wow. Oh, yeah. So many great ideas you could do with weird animatronic stuff. Ooh. Right? You could write your own music and have a, like... You know, original music yes. to these animatronic freaks. <laughs> um, well, as always, this is a pleasure. It's all. It's always nice to see. It's you. always nice to see. You. <laughs> it's always uh, nice to see. You. All right. Well, until next. Until next time, brother. I love you, and I'll I'll talk to you soon. Love you so much. All right. Bye. Bye. Come on in and have a good old time.